I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salicata back on the fan. While you were sleeping, we started the show. Geez, it was so long ago. I don't even remember what we started the show talking about. Oh, yeah. I think it was week 18 in the NFL. And obviously the fact that with the good news for Hamlin, I mean, everybody feels comfortable now at least being somewhat excited about week 18 and football being played because with Tamar Hamlin and his, you know, going through what he's going through and, you know, the, the, Incident that took place, of course, Monday night. You, you can't. You're you're waiting to find out good news before you feel like you could feel good or excited about uh, an otherwise meaningless football game again. But boy, great timing to get the good news on Hamlin that he's communicating, and all signs seem to be pointing in the right direction. And that's great news. And I think that it, it just allows us to kind of exhale as a sports world and get back to kind of fo- focusing on enjoying. The football games this weekend. Now, maybe not a great slate this weekend. Obviously, the Jets, you know, game is meaningless. Giants aren't going to likely aren't going to play their starters. So not much to look for locally with week 18. But the playoff scenarios are always fun to check out and see who's in, see who's out. And then, of course, you get ready for the wild card weekend. But there are two interesting games on Saturday. You get the Chiefs and Raiders. You know, playoff implications there as far as seating goes with Kansas City. And then the big one Saturday night with the Titans and the Jaguars. And, of course, we we got over the whole slate earlier of uh, of the games to watch on Week 18 with all the playoff implications. You just heard the perfect parlay picks as well. We also mentioned the Jets and Mike LaFleur talking about how, you know, it's funny how two years after the fact, Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, could sit there and say, well, in hindsight, you know, we probably shouldn't have started Zach Wilson in his rookie year. Maybe would have been better off going with a veteran and having him sit and watch for a year. Oh, you think? You think? What knucklehead made that decision? If little old me, little old Sal, just here on the fan on the overnight, hi, you know, TV as well. If I could tell you before, not two years later, before Zach Wilson ever set foot on the field, that the better idea would be to have a starter, a veteran quarterback be a starter that year and let Wilson learn under him, even if it's for the first eight weeks before you transition. That's the way to do it. And then after I watched him in his first ever game, I thought to myself, my God, this this guy, he's no good. He looks more overmatched than any rookie quarterback I could ever remember seeing. I swear that's what I thought at the time. I, I always use the example. It was like pre-K. It wasn't even kindergarten. He wasn't even ready for kindergarten. It was pre-K with Zach Wilson. Pre-rookie year. And yet they rolled him out there. They ruined their most valuable asset. At least for the time being. But LaFleur now admits it two years later. I want to know who made that decision. Was it the owner? Was it Douglas? Was it Sala? Was it LaFleur? Who in that building thought it was a good idea to start Zach Wilson week one of his rookie year? And then who in that building after watching week one of his rookie year thought it was a good idea to continue starting him? And then you wonder why the Jets can't win. 
But I do have the answer. If the Jets want to salvage what's left of Zach Wilson, they need to go get Matt Ryan next year. If they are true to what they're saying about hell or high water, we're going to develop this kid, and they want to make sure they maximize whatever Zach Wilson has, Matt Ryan is the guy that they need to bring in to mentor Zach Wilson, compete for the starting job. I don't care how they do it at a training camp, but bring in Matt Ryan to help mentor Zach Wilson. That is their only chance. You want to go with Jimmy Garoppolo? You want to go with Gardner Minshew or Derek Carr? That's you. I wouldn't do that. Then you're going away from Zach Wilson for any of those guys. To me, that's not worth it. I'd rather try to I think their best way out of this is to develop Zach Wilson. That's the, That was the plan when they drafted him. It shouldn't be any different after two years where they screwed up. Fix it. Bring in Matt Ryan and essentially start now. Do what you should have done year one this year. Have Ryan start for a few weeks, then hand it over to Zach Wilson. That's how it should have gone year one. It should go that way in year three. We also talked about Carlos Correa and the latest with him, where John Hamill is reporting that another team is getting involved in Correa potentially. Look, who knows what's true, what's not. I still don't believe that Correa would sign elsewhere at this particular point. He wants the Mets. The Mets want him. You think Steve Cohen's going to let Carlos Correa go at, at, at this point in the negotiations? For what? A few years? A few million bucks? I mean, I can't imagine that the language in the contract is going to be that difficult to work out to where now Scott Boris is thinking, oh, we got to get other teams involved. Look, when the years and the price comes down, then there are going to be more teams getting involved, naturally. Oh, wait, he's only going to sign for five years? Well, we do that. Oh, wait, it's only six years? Well, we do that. And then as it goes up and up and up, other teams start falling off. Well, nobody's going to give him more money than the Mets would. You know, they want to threaten and go somewhere else because they're upset with the way the Mets are handling things. I mean, I guess that's a possibility, but I would not think that that's going to be the case. All the reports all week long were that they're getting closer to a resolution. It should be sooner than later. You know, naturally, I was begging for them to do it yesterday so we could talk about it for five hours tonight. And, of course, they don't. Now, back on the overnights, you think Correa could sign this this time on the overnights? I take off one friggin' day. They move me to an evening shift. Correa, all hell breaks loose with Carlos Correa. Biggest news to happen at 3 a.m. in how many years? Anyway, I do think something will get done at some point relatively soon. And at this point, wait till Monday, will you? And then, of course, the Yankees aren't making power moves on the field necessarily this offseason. But off of it, in that front office, oh, they are making some big-time moves. Brian Sabian, Omar Minaya, I love it. Yankee fans wanted the new voice. I mean, at least that's what I said. I wanted Brian Cashman out because I think it was time for a change with the vision, a new voice, whatever you want to you know, d- describe it with. The same thing that Cashman told Girardi when he let him go. Hey, great job. We love you. We think you're great. We think it'll be great elsewhere. Just time for a change. That's what I would have done with Brian Cashman. Yankees, of course, didn't. They extended him. However, Cashman himself acknowledges, and this is great self-awareness by Cash. I love it. Cashman acknowledges they did need a little more balance as far as analytics, data, all that stuff versus the old eye test and scouting and human element. They needed more of a balance. They needed some new voices. They needed new, new pairs of eyes. So they hire Brian Sabian and Omar Minaya. Hard to find, you know, with Sabian in particular, a better track record than that, but Omar as well, all the success that he has had. That's a power front office now. Cashman, Sabian, Manaya, all in one front office. So on the field, Yankees still have some work to do as far as, you know, maybe a left fielder or seeing if these younger guys are going to work out that they're relying so heavily upon at least at this particular point. But you know that that organization right now, name me a better front office in sports. I mean, I don't care if it's the, you reference the Rays who win with very little every year. There's no way you could tell me that there's a better front office, certainly in baseball, than Brian Cashman, Sabian, and Omar right now. 
So an exciting day. And they stole Omar away from SNY. My BNNY buddy. But good for Omar. Uh, it's uh, great to be you know back in the game in that role. And obviously with the Yankees, a, a first-class organization. Anyway, those have been the main topics on this Friday morning. Anything you want to discuss? 877-337-6666. Kevin is calling from Queens. Kevin? Hey, Sal. Thank you for, thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. I thought you were calling tomorrow because I think Danielle is going to be doing the overnights. I know Danielle is your favorite. Oh, come on. Don't say it Oh, no. You, you, know, you, call, you call and tell me how much you love Danielle. I appreciate that. Come on, let's do it too. You know? Real quick. If you're doing a fan host rankings, where am I exactly on those rankings? Um listen, not the respect. I don't want to sound like Oh like, no, how like far be yeah, how far behind Danielle am I? Did you have that? I forget. The first time the first the first time I'll be honest, the first time I turned into the fan, it was you. I heard your voice and I read about you. Mm. I read about you on the on, on Google news. I was like, Who's this guy? Salakara. Oh, what what came I up thought, on Google? Like I don't search uh, my own name. <laughs> your name, Gustav. You oh, know. what happens when you Google me? I've never done it before. That's weird. People Google themselves. Uh, I don't Twitter, know. Oh. Twitter, big, big saw. You, you look like a big dude. I can. No, that's not saw. Like, big dude, look like, out of you. That's not. Uh, the NL East is over. Oh no, here's here's a good one right here. I just actually just scrolled because now you made me think of it. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, a couple of podcasts then come up. Here we go. Third one down the line. Yeah. Sal Licata yep. is a moron. SNY should be embarrassed. Okay. Oh, no, no. Let's see. Let me click this <laughs> article. Hold on a sec, Kevin. Let me just hold on one sec. Let me just read this article here because now you got me going. Ooh, there's a big picture of me popping up. Sal Licata declares the analyst is over. Sal Licata is a moron. SNY should be embarrassed. Uh, I'm invested now. I'm deep in the mud with Mets Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. What else is he saying here? Uh, they just ripped me for saying the analyst is over. Uh, that's it. A big headline, nothing to it. The one story that I actually yeah. read instead of the headline, the guy doesn't even have anything to back it up. Come on. You got to come with more than Peter. that. Yeah. Anyway. Listen, before I forget, on your way home, be careful because there's, there's water everywhere. Oh, what? It's raining out? Yeah, like crazy. Like everything. Oh, no. like the big flow. Oh, yeah, I didn't know be that. Careful, be, be careful on your way home because that area this is, is wet. Like there's, there's more rain on that side on your area than my area. Oh, anyway, all right. I'm sorry, Kevin, for being so distracted here during this call. Yeah, quick question. Yeah. Sam, mm -hmm. uh, how about we go after Benny Williams or Tino Martinez and we signing as a front office staff? Or what about we bring Derek Jeter as a president of baseball operations? I would love that. I would love to bring in Derek Jeter, not the other guys. What happened to that? What happened to that? Hey, I don't touch your people. You don't touch my people. Well, what? what you bothered that, that they took Omar? Yes, because that's a homegrown stuff, and he's from Corona, Queens, where I grew up to. Yeah. You know, like, I feel betrayed because I thought the guy wasn't like a, um, a diehard Mex fan. Like, when, when he went to the Padres, I didn't care. He didn't go to the Braves. He didn't right. go to the Phillies. He didn't go to the Marlins. Oh, he's got, he a, he's got a relationship with Cashman, and this was something that uh, apparently could have happened six years ago, or I forget the exact timeline, but a, a while ago, there was an opportunity for Omar to join the Yankees, but he didn't. He came back with the Mets as they hired him. What are you going to do? You can't knock Omar for taking the job. I, I can't blame him. I did text him afterward. I, I texted him saying, I can't believe you left us to join the evil empire, Omar. But of course, you know, good yeah. for him. Well, what is he going to do? You think Omar cares about that? Share me the money. Share me the money. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Nowadays, the logic is on the paycheck. Yeah, you but, know, but so, what, you, you wouldn't do that, Kevin? And thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. You wouldn't do that? Come on. You can't blame Omar. He loves the game. An opportunity to go stay working in New York and go work for the Yankees? It is a little weird, I will admit. Omar Minaya being associated with the Yanks. But good for him and good for the Yankees because it's a great hire. I love that the Yankees now have brought some balance to that front office. And we joke around and call Boone a data applicator. Well, there's a reason for that. How many Yankee fans were going nuts about Brian Cashman and the, you know, overuse of analytics? We get it that analytics and data and all that stuff is an important part of the game, but you got to have more of a balance. And the Yankees were way too one-sided. They got caught up in it. They're trying to be the Rays. They're not the Rays. Mike is calling from Vermont. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal, I, I, I like Mike Ryan, you know why? Why? This is signing today. This is signing today. 
No one wants to play quarterback for the Jets right now. Well, Mike White is hurt. Yeah, Joel Flacco doesn't want to play for the Jets anymore. Yeah, I don't know if Joe Flacco is going to be playing, period, uh, for the Jets or or elsewhere at the end of the year. They should call Matt Ryan and play for Sunday's game. Well, he can't do that. He's under under contract with the Colts. As much as I'd love to see it. That would be fun. What did John say has the money? Pay pay the guy. Give him uh, trade him now. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know that Mike that can't. And thank you for the call. You know that that can't. Uh, you know it can't happen. It's not reality. Uh, you could come up with a hypothetical, and maybe you could do that. in like, if you're playing Madden football on whatever I don't know system is current, then you can make a trade w- with Matt Ryan and the you know uh, to the Jets right now. But you can't do that in reality. As much as I'd love to see it, not gonna happen. Week one next year, however, that could happen if the Colts move on from Matty Ice. John is calling from Mattituck. What's up, John? Hey, Sal. How are you? Pretty good, John. You? I'm okay. Um, I agree with you with the uh, Matt Ryan thing. I think there is one other guy. I I know you're going to laugh at me as long as you don't yell at me. But, uh, <laughs> no, I promise to do neither. <laughs> but, uh... I've been saying for a few months now, Tom Brady, man, this guy, I know he's old and everything else. Give him the two years. Let him teach Zach Wilson. I agree with you. I would love Zach Wilson to be the guy. Uh, I'm going to say something that you might find crazy. Number one, number one, I don't think, well, this is not the crazy part of what I'm going to say here. Tom Brady would have zero interest in coming to the Jets because if Tom Brady is going to continue to play football, he's going to want to win a Super Bowl. And no offense, the Jets are not even close on the list of teams that Brady could go to to win a Super Bowl. Like they, they he could go join the 49ers and and win a Super Bowl way sooner than he would be able to do with the Jets. So he's he's looking to go to a team that's ready to win like now, not the Jets. Yeah. Number two, you really. Okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. You can continue. I'll, we'll, no, we'll... I, I was I was just going to say you really um, you don't think another draft um, you get these offensive linemen back. I don't expect that, and I'm not stupid. Um, but if you get a, a nice center, you get Vera Tucker back. You have Breeze, um, and then you have a defense. You need a linebacker, maybe another safety. I'm not saying the Jets. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying they can't be a playoff team. But look at the other options that Brady may have. Let's just say that Miami might be one. Let's say returning to New England might be one. Let's say that Tennessee might be another. Let's say that San Francisco might be one. Like look at these teams and tell me that they're not closer, significantly closer than the Jets are. We're talking about to win a Super Bowl, and plus it's the Jets. Like no offense, Tom Brady's not going there now. The unpopular part or the crazy part that I was going to say about this is I don't think Tom Brady would be as good a mentor, John, to Zach Wilson as Matt Ryan would be. Tom Brady, and it's not a knock on Tom Brady. He wants to go out there and win and win at the highest of levels like he's always done. He's the greatest winner the, the sport has ever seen. But he's not going to care about trying to help out Zach Wilson or whoever. He's about him and about winning now. Where Matt Ryan, I think, is a little bit different. Not to say that Matt Ryan wouldn't want to win, but he would be a better mentor to Zach Wilson than Tom Brady would. All right. Now you just made the great point. I Now you just put me in my place. Well, I, uh, I didn't put you in your place. Look, I didn't even <laughs> yell at you. I didn't even have to yell at you to no, do no. it. You know what I mean? No, no, no. This I, I enjoyed that. That was a great yeah. comment. That's why I like, listen, I work overnights, man. I missed you the last couple of weeks. There was some rough shows, man. <laughs> well, that, that, thank you, John. I, I mean, I don't I don't know. I, to, subjective, I, I guess, to each his own. Yeah. No, I don't like to say anything bad about that. Yeah. Well, me neither. Tried hard, you know. Out but, in um, person. But, yeah. Oh, now right. you worked at Home Depot, right? I did. Yeah. Did you work in Comac or Northport? No, neither of those. I was at okay. uh, All right. Patchogue, South Satawa. Okay. No. Thank you for the call, John. I'm sorry I cut you off there. Appreciate checking in. Uh, I got trigger happy. Hit it by accident with my thumb. I worked at three different Home Depots: South Satawa. Uh, Patchog and Selden Home Depot, I believe. <laughs> Those were the days. Anyway, yeah, we could have some fun talking sports. I don't have to yell to make the point. But I do appreciate you listening. 
and appreciate you taking the time to give us a call. I'm not, you know, to whatever happens on the overnight when I'm not here, it happens. I think we've got more than capable people here hosting the shows. Some people like them better than they like me, like Kevin. I would never want to say anything bad about anybody else in public. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Sal kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Total 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Just saw Jerry in the newsroom. Another big win for Rutgers. I don't know if it's a big win, but they took care of Maryland with these. Rutgers is good. I mean, you pay attention to Peichel and what he did at Stony Brook. And I remember because he used to do Columbia games and we would do some versus Stony Brook. And you pay attention to that program on Long Island. And Peichel did an excellent job building that thing up. And then he goes to Rutgers, and look what he's done there. I mean, they are having a terrific season. As a matter of fact, I was reading a little bit last night on Twitter. Some people saying Rutgers is the best team in the Big Ten. Fleek, do you pay attention to it at all? I mean, I know you're obviously a big Penn State guy. I know you're a big college football. You get into the college hoops at this point in the season? Yeah, I mean, I'll be much more into it later on. But, yeah, I'm watching at this point. I had caught a little bit of the game against Maryland earlier. Give me Big Ten, like, where's Rutgers ranking? Right, I know they just beat Purdue and all that. Where would you say they're, they're – where would they rank in the Big Ten in your mind? They're in the top tier to me. I know they just beat Purdue. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put them over a team that was ranked number one. I, again, I would get the argument because they did just beat them head-to-head. And right. it seems like Peichel might have Painter's number – in those head-to-head matchups, but they're they're one of the upper echelon teams. Who else? Give me who else 10. is there? Like the uh, top teams. Illinois is up there. Okay. They were ranked. Um, I saw them, but they like they had a horrible home game uh, against Penn State. They lost, so they they haven't been impressive to me so far this year. But they're a team that will always be in the mix come March. Michigan State's been pretty hot the last few weeks. It seems like Tom Izzo mm. is finally getting that team. Uh, going a little bit. Um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin is up there. They're ranked. They're in the top 20. They're always a team that you're going to have to keep an eye on. Ohio State is solid. Uh, Indiana is another one this year. They're uh, they're still ranked. But I would say Rutgers is probably in like that top six group. And they could, I mean, again, I don't know the landscape of college basketball this year and the, you know, the teams, what it's going to look like in the tournament and how much damage Rutgers can do. But knowing what I'm seeing from them and paying attention to just them, I mean, they can do damage in the tournament. I don't think there's oh, any question no, about and, it. And the, of those teams, like, again, they're those top six or seven because I'm going to include Michigan in that group, too, right. even though they got off to a slow non-conference start. They haven't lost a game in the conference yet. All of those teams are locks to make the tournament unless something crazy happens. Right. And all of them are ones that can make a deep run. Yeah, I love to see it. I mean, I'm not big into it at this particular point, but when you have a local tie, you know, because of Jerry, I followed a little bit closer because they know Peichel from Stony Brook. I followed, you know, a little bit closer with in that regard as well. I love to see them go on a run and kind of you know you could see the pro- program building over the last several years toward this to where now it's not just getting into. The, the tournament. Now it's about winning a game or two or more. I mean, who all knows? And two impressive things they do. One, I mean, going into, the, I know they call it the Jersey Mike's. Now, the rack is, mm-hmm. it's a really, really tough place to play. Most of these teams in college defend their home court well. 
it's tougher to play at Rutgers than it is to play at a lot of other of these stadium of, of these arenas. And what they did going into Purdue and winning because these teams play so well at home often to have a road win like that, yeah, huge. Is it, 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 and it's a testament to the just kind of maturity within that team and the coaching as well. That what what Peichel's done with that program the last few years. Remarkable. Incredible. And it just shows you when you hire a good coach, the results will follow. Like you you saw him build a program in Stony Brook. They saw that. They hired him to do the same. He's doing it at Rutgers. Like it's not an accident here. This is by design. That's what happens when you hire a real coach. It was only a matter of time, and now you're seeing it all obviously pan out. 877-337-6666. Eric is calling from Ron Conkimal. What's up, Eric? It's uh, good morning, and I believe Boomer was at the game also. Yeah, Jerry was telling sure me Boomer was at the game. I'm sure they'll get to that on the yeah. uh, morning show. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some good banter there. So, um, you know, uh, I had a 13 leg parlay last week. Jeez, <laughs> is that and, all? 13? Uh, and I, and I, yeah, well, it just worked out that way. Uh, but by the time I hit the hit the, the the done button, but I scored on 12 of them. And the 13th one, which drove me nuts, the one I missed on, was a money line on the Eagles of all things last week. Oh, so that's the one that cost you? Come on. Yes. Yeah, I know. That, that, that's I mean, it's I always something. Look, these happen. But if you get 12 of you know 13, and the only one you lose is a team that was a favorite at home against the Aints, yeah, that, that sucks. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh so well, you know, one week left. We'll see what happens on there. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going to try to get. Uh, I'm trying to get together with the guys for something coming up. So I want to. I'm going to see if I can get uh, a little something going for uh, either wild card uh, weekend or or the following one because those are those are great football weekends. Yeah, so I mean, it'd be nice. To, it'd be nice to do something. They are tremendous. These are the best two weekends in sports coming up: wild card weekend and then the division round. Of course, I think they're the best two weekends in all sports. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, was, I was glad to see uh, that. Uh, uh, in addition to yourself, uh, uh, the, the whole panel on SNY did did not like the idea of getting rid of, uh, possibly getting rid of Escobar. So uh, that, you know, that, that was it. Just you know, doesn't make sense on any levels. And, and uh, you know, I, I thought some of the uh, well, I was disappointed here with all with the Omar news. Uh, <laughs> I think we lost you there, Eric, and. Uh... Thanks for the cliffhanger right there. I really wanted to hear what you were going to say. Disappointed with the Omar news in regards to the Omar. Line's dead. Okay. Anthony's calling from Westchester. What's up, Anthony? How you doing? I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you work for the Jets or the Giants? Both. Okay. I I, I want to say this because there isn't one host that I can think of that that didn't already given up on Wilson. I mean, don't they understand he hasn't played two full years yet? He was the second pick in the uh, Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm say that again. There isn't one host that what? There isn't a host that I know of that's a regular host on WFAN other than you. Who? He's just in the league less than two years. He missed part of this first season. Right. It's part of this season. I'm not saying he's going to be. He's going to turn into something special. We don't know that. But you don't give up on a second person in his second year. It would be second stupid. Second pick in his first, in his first this early. Just it, don't it, do that. it would be stupid. I mean, it I just... It would be very stupid. You you can't... Now, I... And not, not but, only, uh, not only you, that... You, know, you get people like... Uh, I, I'm not going to name names. Uh, name me one... I'm sorry I interrupted you. Name me one person that, uh, that really was behind him. But nobody but you. Well, but but here's the thing: it's not it's not only no, it's not only that you don't give up on a, a quarterback after year two. It's that they screwed him up to begin with. That's right. I mean, I, but I've been saying this all year long. No How question. in the world are you properly evaluating out. this guy? It just shows you, Anthony. The fans in this town—they're yeah. so freaking impatient. Uh, impatient, especially the, fans, the well, know, but no, the media. It the got fans. ugly though. I was at the game. Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ! The offensive line didn't give them a few seconds, and they were booing him. Now look, Wilson that, hasn't bad. been good. I mean, you have to be fair. It's not like I think Zach Wilson's been great in there. You know, no, he hasn't been. But, but there are a lot of quarterbacks in the second year. I mean, I'll give you a guy in Buffalo. He mm-hmm. wasn't that good in his second Agreed. year. Agreed. He was able to run. Uh, agreed. No, I agree. And look at Daniel Jones in year four. There are plenty of examples. I'm looking at it as the foundation 
that he came into. Look at some of the quarterbacks that have had success. And by the way, you know, it just goes to show you, it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. If you if you believe in something, you need to say it. I'm not just going to cave because it sounds ridiculous no. to back Zach Wilson at this point. Thank you for the call, Anthony. Same thing with Matt Ryan. Like somebody called earlier and said that um, – Taco Frank called earlier and said Carton and Roberts were getting on me for saying that, you know, Matt Ryan should be the guy. I understand. And then even last week, uh, I did the show with Jerry and the fan Facebook account posted something about me saying uh, about Zach Wilson, defending Zach Wilson, saying that I hope he goes to the Patriots and sticks it to the Jeff fans who have given up on him. I get that nobody is going to agree with those takes. I don't give a crap. It's what I believe. They screwed Zach Wilson up. Now, that doesn't mean that Zach Wilson is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. It doesn't mean he's going to be a franchise quarterback for the Jets. What it means is there's no way you can justify all that has happened in his first two years and tell me that you properly can evaluate this kid and know definitively one way or another he's a franchise quarterback or isn't. How? I'm watching the same thing everybody else is. How can they all just dismiss him and say he's trash and that's it, move on and find somebody else? What is your better option? You took this kid thinking the GM that they love, that every Jeff fan loves, Joe Douglas, took him thinking he is the answer. He is the franchise quarterback. And then they proceeded to ruin him for a year and a half. And then this year, now, again, if Wilson was more mature and more accountable, maybe he wouldn't have gotten benched. But still, They ruined him for the first year and a half. Then he goes out there and says those idiotic comments because he's frustrated. An immature, frustrated kid who was not taught the the right way the first time. He goes out there, says something stupid, he gets benched, and now all hell breaks loose, and it's he's worthless. How? How? You don't have to believe in the quarterback. You cannot argue that he has not been put in a position to succeed or that he has not been given proper time to be evaluated fairly. Now, life isn't fair. If you could go out there and get a better quarterback that you think you could win with right now, so be it. I don't think the Jets are in that spot where they're just a quarterback away. I think that's been proven. I've been saying that all year. I think that's now been proven. Where their defense is not as good as everybody thought that it was. Everybody was saying that it was. So, that leads me then to my next crazy thought. If they haven't properly, or if they can't properly evaluate Wilson because they haven't put him in a position to succeed for two years, the offensive coordinator comes out yesterday and says, "Eh, you know what, in hindsight, probably should have had him sit the first year. Oh, you think? Well, let's try it again because it's your best shot. So if you're going to do it right this time, the right way to do it would be to go get Matt Ryan, assuming the Colts release him. Bring in Matt Ryan to be your quarterback to mentor Zach Wilson. Could be for two weeks, three weeks. I don't care how long Matt Ryan starts. You can, you, Ryan would come here with the idea that he's going to compete for the job but really be a mentor for Zach Wilson. By the way, he may not want to come here. Maybe he's got other options. Who the hell knows? But that's what I would be looking to do. And the reason why I'd be looking to do that is because, A, I want to save Zach Wilson, and, B, I know there isn't a better quarterback available that would be a better mentor, a more perfect mentor for Zach Wilson. Oh, and by the way, he's won an MVP in this offense. So there you have it. Two loony bin thoughts from Lakata. The guy's off his rocker, and at least it's over. Yeah, that's me. Hi, same guy. I still believe in Zach Wilson, and I would bring in Matt Ryan. Brett is calling from Long Island. What's up, Brett? Uh, I want I want your advice on something, but for the Zach Wilson point, that's an easy one. Um, that ship sailed. He can't come back to New York. Who knows what he'll be? It could be like a Sam Donald thing. But like the fans don't like him. They, you know, New York's too big for him. You know, the chewing the gum and the interviews and you, you know, like yeah, he's, he's so terrible. He chews gum in the interviews. God, no, man, saying, how could they ever cocky, take him? His cocky attitude, Sal. Like he's not fitting. The fans can't stand him. Right, the uh, no one wants this. You think guy. the fans? So you think still. the fans care about his attitude if he were winning? If he was winning, yeah. So he's doing both. He's losing and he's cocky. Co- correct. But anyway, so, but it's not about his attitude. It's about yeah, him losing. Yeah, right. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau when they're when they're winning, you care about his attitude? How he's arrogant or cocky? He's, 
He's classless stuff. But anyway, I don't want to go. We're going all over the place. I, I need your advice quick. Ready? Mm-hmm. Quick story. So uh, over the summer, I visited my parents in Florida, and the driver was about an hour and a half drive to my parents' house. This guy knows more about sports, maybe even than you. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. He works. I, well, I'm saying I, I hold you in a high regard. You know a lot. I appreciate sports. that. Guy, but good. We yeah. talked for an hour and a half. I've never met anybody in my whole life that knew sports like this. He works for 30 years. He's done 10 Super Bowls. He's like on the sidelines with the cameras and all that stuff. He knows all the coaches. Like he knows the players. He did golf. He knows Tiger. Mm-hmm. They've done that. So he's like, I guess by the end of the drive, he's like, you know, I guess he thought I knew about sports. So he's like, would you want to join a fantasy league that I'm a commissioner of for 25 years and I need a, the 10th guys leaving? And I didn't want to do it. It's been a long time. It's too much work, you know. Like you yeah. got to follow it. If you really do it, you're all in. Well, what's the so buy-in? All right, all the guys in. It's not a big one. It's not about okay. that. It's okay. Not about the money right. with me. I don't care about that. Right. But it's 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 a twenty-five dollars win. It takes all two fifty. It doesn't matter if it's twenty-five hundred because here's here's where I need the advice. All the guys in there are like famous behind the scenes guys. Blah blah blah. I thought mm-hmm. it was intriguing. I said, all right, put me in. So fast forward. I draft, I come in ninth in the draft, projected to be ninth, right? So here we are, I'm in the finals. I'm playing him, the commissioner. Mm-hmm. We get to the finals, he's done. I'm, his, all his players are done. I'm down by three points, though. I have left Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. I'm watching the game like, wow, I'm winning this. Three points. Now they made it official yesterday. He said he'll talk to me today, the commissioner. I'm asking you. What do you think is the right thing to do in that situation? I needed three points with those two players. Well, didn't you, didn't you get that, though? Or because they, they wiped no. the points off the board now because uh, the game got canceled? No, 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 no. I, got, I was down by 10. Oh, sorry, and you needed three more. I was, yeah, I got, I got seven on the first one. I got you. Okay, I got all right. seven. And now well, I what's, your, what's, the, what's the dilemma? So you, what, what are you going to say? You, no dilemma. It's officially, technically, I've read some things. You, like they stop it there in fantasy leagues. That's ridiculous, right? Technically, like whatever it is, it stops. So now I lose. Like, well, what, but what are you? What are you going to say? First of all, because the money at this point is, I mean, it's so it, like it's insignificant. The, it's principle, though. I'm asking. Forget well, but the money, you, but on principle, you didn't win. What are you going? What are you going to say to him? Like, what are you? Gonna, hey, uh, what, you want to play it's next week? Like, it's ten thousand dollars, Sal. If that changes your opinion on something, it's not about that. I'm saying, what's the right thing? If you ran a league with nine of your buddies, you're the commissioner, and somebody came to you with that, are you saying, hey, I'm sorry? Uh, probably split. You probably have to. You didn't win. You probably have to split the pot. I, I agree. I think that's what I come up with, right? Because, like, I had that. It was a lock. I, I think, you know, technically I lost. And I'm, and I'm talking about fantasy football here, but it was just a unique thing. Yeah, but I don't, think, I don't think you're alone, uh, alone in that, Brett, and thank you for the call. I, I don't think you're alone in that, where that's been a thing that's been going on, obviously, since this game is not going to be resumed and not played. I mean, it was a fantasy championship that last game of the week of fantasy championships. So, I mean, I, I, I've i talked to a lot of people that have, you know, split the pots or donated the money or whatever. Uh, the money is a factor in it. If you're, if you're talking about a big money league, then you're going to have some issue there. Now, if you're talking about 250 bucks, not to just, you know, thumb my nose at 250 bucks, but it's, you know, when you're talking about leagues that could be Hundreds of thousands of dollars, or whatever it is, in these big fantasy leagues, that's a problem. 250, I think you can figure out a way to work it out. The bigger issue is that you didn't win. Nobody won. So there are no bragging rights. And if you're playing in that league, that's what it's about bragging rights. You may know and feel like, well, I would have won the game, but you don't know that. Anyway, you probably just split it. Problem solved. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Finish up with your calls, whatever it is that's on your mind on this final football Friday of the regular season, week 18, coming up tomorrow with a couple of big games on Saturday. Well, not really two big games, but whatever. Chiefs, Raiders, I'm into that. And then, of course, Saturday night, Jaguars and Titans. This is the week where my wife really starts to hate 
both football and me. Because I've been warning her for weeks, oh, you know, the end of the season, but it's the playoffs. And she's already thinking like, oh, January 14th or 15th, can I go visit my friend? I'm like, well, you can, but you got to take the baby with you because it's wild card playoffs. It's divisional round coming up. I can't be on daddy duty. I can't be babysitting. Although Jerry tells me it's not babysitting if it's your own child. Whatever it may be. I got to be watching football. And, and I didn't break it to my wife yet that there are two games that I got to watch on Saturday, especially Saturday night. But this is it. I mean, this is what it's all about now. And I already told you, know, I'm working now. I, I mentioned this earlier. I'll be working Sunday morning with Moose on his football show. And I'll be doing that the remainder of this football season. So I got to come into work 9 to 12 Sunday. So she goes, all right, well, wait, what time do you have to be there? I was like, well, you know, like 8.30, 9 for the, for the show. So you got to leave here at 7, 7.30. You're not going to get back till 1, 1.30, and then you're going to watch football all day? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's what's going to be happening the next, you know, whatever it is, five, six Sundays. Sorry. Oh, and by the way, Saturdays too. No work, but I will be watching football. At least wild card and divisional round. 877-337-6666. Pat is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Pat? Hey, Sal. I missed you. Well, thank you. Three weeks I missed you. Thank you. Back. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate it. Missed you, too. How's it going? Oh, I, guess so. I, I wonder. Uh, you know, uh, the NFL, uh, the, I, I don't know if this is a touchy subject, but, I mean, we had two days where we were not talking about nothing but DeMar, De, uh, DeMar uh, mm-hmm. Hamlin, and it's going to go away. And and there was uh, the CTE was a big topic years ago, and that's gone away. And and it seems to me like the there was a line in that movie Concussion where they said the NFL owns Sunday. It used to be religion. Now the NFL owns it. Hmm. Is is it such big money that we're forgetting how violent the sport is? Um, no. I mean, I, I don't think people forget how violent the sport is, but. W- like, what's the alternative? What do you think is going to happen? Football is going to be canceled? It's not. So I, I know what you're saying, but that happens with a lot of things in life. You think about it, oh, you know, something horrible happened. It's like, oh, cherish your loved ones and, you know, live every day to the fullest and all this. And then, like, three days later, it's back to normal and everybody goes about their business as usual. I, I just yeah. – now, if, if this were something that would happen continually, I don't know how they would – go about their business, but I mean, the NFL isn't going away anytime soon. They know the players know how violent the sport is. They know that they're putting their lives on the line every time they go out there and suit up. But they also know that, you know, something like this is not necessarily um, something that's, that's common, uh, an injury to this extent. I know that this, this was a freak uh, injury, right? but the CTE cases, they're, they're still going on. The head-to-head contact, that's still going on. Has anything changed in that regard? Well, I mean, the league's trying to be much safer about it, Pat, and thank you for the call. I appreciate you checking in. The league is trying to be much safer about things. Concussion protocol, I mean, that... Now, is it working? I don't know, but you see changes being made where guys have to come out of games now more so than they would... And I mean, in the past, they'd, they'd be still playing through it. And obviously, you had the incident with Tua this year where now he's been concussed a couple of times, but had that ugly incident where they were saying should have even been allowed back in the game. Nothing's going to be perfect, but it's not like the league is turning a blind eye to the violent nature of the sport. They're trying to make it safer. I just don't know how you... I mean, unless you go to flag football, how are you making the sport that's built around physical contact at high, you know, high velocity, high levels of physical contact? How do you make that safer? You can try no leading with the head, uh, with the uh, you know helmet. You got uh, roughing the passer calls, which we all complain about. Oh, that wasn't roughing the passer. Well, that's there to try to prevent any kind of injury to the quarterback. Try to make the sport safer, but I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know the answer. I don't know that there is an answer. Football is a violent sport. Injuries are going to happen. Maury's calling from Belmore. What's up, Maury? What's up? What's up, Sal? First off, I saw the uh, tweet you and your little girl. What a beauty, dude! God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That video gets Animal. me. 
it's beautiful. How does the rooster Stop go? Cock a doodle do. <laughs> I love it. And I was thinking about the little character in, in, in Bugs Bunny, you know. Uh, anyway, so yeah. what a cute kid. God bless you. And, you know, you. it is what it is. You got to work. That's what you do. You're the man. Uh, you you got to do what you got to do. Your wife has to understand. But it doesn't look like oh, much Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. She has to understand. I'm sure. I'm sure as you will. <laughs> so, listen, Correa, supposedly there's another team interested I need some. I need some updates on the Yanks. Need to get more pitching. I think the, the teams are not done. Why all of a sudden baseball's on the back burner? Everyone decided to take a vacation. Yeah, well, maybe around the holidays, there's you know there's a lot less action. The offices shut down. Uh, I believe is what I was told about it because you know even the baseball night New York show on SNY was dark for that week. And they were saying the baseball yeah. offices shut down, so maybe that's a part of it. And the moves, the the big moves are are made. So now it's going to be insignificant. Yeah. You know, bullpen moves. Is, I'm assuming that's what you're talking about with the Yanks. You want bullpen guys? Yeah, absolutely. Some bullpen guys. I'm figuring maybe left field. We got to figure out what's going to happen if they're going to go young. But I, I just I think maybe it's just got to get warmer. And I got to think baseball. But in regards to the NFL and that, uh, I think Brett was saying, look, you, Brett loses. Unfortunately, the game doesn't count. It is what it is. There's just no other way uh, to negotiate that. Right, a lot not, of people lost. Right. It's not necessarily fair. I mean, especially if, see, if the commissioner, and thank you for the call, Maury, and for the kind words. We appreciate it. If the commissioner would come to you in the league and say, hey, we're going to split the pot here, that's fine. If you lose, you can't, I don't know if you could go to the commissioner and be like, hey, um, you know, I was going to win that game. I know it's an awkward spot, but ultimately, like, it just, uh, you know, at that point, who cares? Especially if it's not about big money. That's what I was saying, and, and I know Brett was saying I was getting caught up on the money, but that's, I mean, I don't know about you, that's a big part of fantasy football and why I'm playing it. I mean, I, I'm in it for the pride as well. I want to I, I win. But when money's on the line, you want to win that money. But in that particular case where, you know, you would have won and you didn't, I don't know, the whole thing is screwed up, but obviously it takes a back seat. And I, I don't think that it should be at the forefront, even if it's the most important thing in your life, your fantasy game, I don't think it should be at the forefront when you see something like what we saw with Demar Hamlin. Their life is not fair. Life is not perfect. You, what are you going to do, yell and kick and scream? It happens. Suck it up. One year of fantasy, it's ruined. Big deal. We're lucky that the guy's breathing and uh, you know doing okay right now. Omar is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Omar? Hello, Sal. How are you? Good. Listen, I have two things to talk to. First, uh, the trade that uh, the Knicks are talking about, Obi Toppin, you have to do that trade. Uh, I'm, for who? I'm not, for Miles Turner, there's two uh, options. Miles Turner and a first-round pick of Indiana next year, or Miles Turner and... Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Buddy Heald and uh, Fournier goes there for Obi Toppin. Uh, Miles, Miles Turner. But we've been talking about this for a couple of years, haven't we, Omar? I want no. Miles Turner's better than Obi Toppin by far. Like, he's not even close. Yeah, but uh, he's younger, and what they want to do is they want to run the floor with Hadley Burton and uh, Obi Toppin. That will be a sensational move, and you can figure it out that Obi Toppin is not going to get time here. No, oh, not with Randall not, playing the way he, yeah. he's never got time. That's why it was a terrible pick. Yeah, no, with Randall playing, they have the second option with Randall. They never knew about Randall. The way Randall is playing now, he is right. Out when of they world. when they drafted Toppin, that was the year obviously before, or or you know the, the 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 draft right before the season where Randall took off. Once Randall started playing well, then Toppin became basically irrelevant and useless yeah. on this okay. team. Yeah, but still, uh, my, my my son was saying, uh, oh, do do I said with Halliburton, you want to give uh, to minutes to Obi Toppin? He he has been useless here. He's not going to get time. He, he, you got to thrive him, and we are getting. And uh, Thibodeau loves that. When uh, whenever we uh, Mitchell Robinson goes to the bench, uh, 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 the center is a weak point. Uh, if uh, Turner comes here, it gives uh, Julius Randle the space because he can three uh, shoot the threes, and plus he's a good block shot blocker. Uh, uh, the two defensive centers that uh, Thibodeau wants a good rebounders. That's what he wants. So that's a Thibodeau type of player. So. Uh, that's uh, you have to do it because uh, Obi Toppin is going to be useless. People can say whatever. Last year he has a chance. Seven games, Julius Randle was out. Uh, the first game that he started, he got a bagel. Bagel. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, yeah with cream uh, cheese, second. he can't uh, score. 
I mean, excuse me, he can't, he can't shoot. At the top of the uh, circle and tell him to do with the ball anything, he can't do it. No, anything. he can't do anything. He can't, you're right, he can't create his own shot. He doesn't have a shot. I mean, that's, and Omar, thank you for the call. I got to let you go because we're up against it here. I want to get Jeff in Saratoga in. Jeff in Saratoga is on the fan. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Sal, big fan. Uh, just a couple of quick things. Um I'm not as that guy at all. I, I do agree you can't give up on a guy this quick. But to me, with the eye test, I just don't see it. I think he's broken. Understood. I don't. I, I don't see him succeeding. So I think you got to cut your losses. Um, the name that popped up, Boomer mentioned earlier in the week, was Baker. I just want to get your thoughts on uh, what that might look like in your eyes this year if they do decide to go in that direction and move on. Second one, real quick. Talk about eye test. I think Alvarez is an absolute superstar to be. Um, do you see a path for him this year? What's that look yeah, like? Yeah, I do, Jeff, and thank you for the call. We appreciate it. I do, Alvarez is going to be on the Mets, if not to start the year at some point, and likely be the DH and catch a little bit. And I agree with you. I think his bat is going to play. So we'll see that how that plays out. As for Baker Mayfield, I'm sorry. I like some of the intangibles. I think at times it could be exciting. I That's not the direction I would go. You want to eliminate the question marks if you're the Jets. Not add more. I'm not bringing in Baker Mayfield or some other guys that are still unknowns. I told you what I would do. I'd still believe in Wilson and go get Matt Ryan. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs. As always, everybody who called and listened, we appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Sunday morning with the Moose. I'll be back. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry's next. See you later. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.